Hello, and welcome back to the Point and Laugh podcast with your hosts, Skylar and Kaylin. One of these days you'll remember it and it'll be really cool when that you do. That would be so cool if I could remember <laughs> things. And you're just like, you're like, I extend my hand and you're like, I don't have anything. <laughs> what is this, a handout? You liberals in your handouts. You <laughs> Oopsies. No, the, the takeaway from this week is that I love women. I love when women. I love when women come together and help me. Did you know that I'm pretty sure, hold on, you can edit this part of the episode out if, <laughs> if, if it's wrong, but I think, so <laughs> last Monday I had to gather everyone to soothe my broken heart. That was Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I gotta talk about this very carefully. I know, I'm like, and what about it? <laughs> Long story short, remember how we were talking about crushes? Ooh. 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 But, yeah, it didn't work out. Say lovey. Uh, and since then, I just, <laughs> I feel like it was such a totally spies moment where I'm like, girls, assemble. <laughs> and I'm like sitting like mascara streaked on my couch and like all of my oh, friends yeah. come in with like, you got me flowers and like <laughs> booze and boozy little macarons. Yeah, and as like, you do. And ice cream and everyone got me candy and I'm like, women. I Women. love, I love a girls group, like, so much. Sister and I had been, yeah, I had been, I, I will say I'm, like, so thankful for, like, the group that we have out here and, like, just all of the, like, incredible people and friends. Like, I think we get along so well and, like, we're all, like, genuinely, like, good people and, like, care about each other and, like, each other's emotions and stuff. And I have just been, like, missing, like, I have not had a good, like, girl group since high school. And I, I never like, have one. <gasps> I've I'm never like had need. one. I've never had one. And, you know, um, this is the first time that I've ever had, like, a friend group. First of all, this large, it hasn't imploded yet. Yeah. We're running almost two years now. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I've never had more than, like, four friends at a time. Yeah. Um, and I've been, like a like, a best friend situation. I've been in, like, a three best friend situation. And in my entire life, I didn't know that friends were supposed to make you feel this good about yourself. And most of that was me, too, as a kid, just being, yeah. like, a bitch and not knowing how to control my emotions, how to communicate, just, like, yeah. taking advantage. So, like, I know it was also some Yeah, of this my is fault. a formal apology to some of my friends in high school. Sorry about that. Oh, I was so <laughs> awful. I was so bad. I, it keeps me up at night. Memory, we? Oh, my God. Memories of my high school self. I'm like, crucify her. Such a quick story. But when, um, whenever I tell... This is, like, I think one of the most horrifying things that me and my friends did as, as teenagers... Um, so every New Year's, um, one of our friends had a hot tub and we would always go. I, I grew up in Iowa, so it's like very, very cold in the winters. So it would be like snowing outside, but you like get in the hot tub and it's like, you know, it's like very hot and it's it's fun. Um, and so we would like hang on our hot tub on New Year's and we would literally go around and tell every single person something that they should work on in the new year. And it was literally just a way, like we would be like, um... Yeah, like you're kind of really annoying, and I think that you could work on like, but it, but of course it was framed in a way where it was like, yeah, sometimes you just like talk a lot about yourself, and like it's you know I think that you could be more considerate of like when other people are speaking, and it, and it was like framed like that, but it was still ruthless and like very mean and something that should not have been done. Um, we anyway. are going to make an episode one day about 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 bad. Friendships, I swear to God. <gasps> We're going to write that down. Write that down, write that down. The issues list, I have to bring it up. I'm gonna, I can make a whole episode about that. Yeah. Again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so my heart 
my heart's been in a healing place. And you know what? <laughs> I need heart health. <laughs> Speaking of, what Speaking a good of segue. Ta- I'm, I'm always really good at coming up with the segues. If yeah. you see like my brain while you're talking, I just go like... Yeah. That's me trying Speaking to Speaking of, I guess we could call it heart wellness. 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 What a good <gasps> word. Oh my god, and what is our topic today? Is it the wellness industry? It is the wellness industry. Yes. A cookie for you. Um, yeah, so today we're talking about the wellness industry um, and the many shocking branches of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's just get into it. Let's crack on in. So I think the one of the main focuses that we're going to be focusing on about the wellness industry is the fact that um, the big class division amongst it, how it turned from... So the idea of wellness and just health in general, it should be a pretty broad concept along no matter the case or case class of people, mm-hmm. pardon. You just want to be healthier, you know, diet, exercise. I feel like that's pretty whatever. But wellness has kind of taken on its own identity as something for the hyper rich to jerk themselves off with. Yeah. And there is this weird refusal of the people in the hyper wellness industry to admit that it is a privilege to be that high Mm -hmm. up. And there's this weird smugness about it that, you know, the only reason that hyper wellness isn't for everyone is just because everyone else is too lazy and it's preventing themselves from doing that because like, yeah, I mean, genetics will help your wealth. I mean, like, you know, fruits and vegetables, superfoods, chia seeds, vitamins mm-hmm. made from like volcanic dust. I'm sure that'll help everyone, but that's not ev- everyone's price no. range. Well, it's a way for people to like assert their status. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I grocery shop at Air One and I do it because they have like organic, healthy, you know, options. And like, I'm just really concerned about my health. And it's like the reason that you're getting your groceries at Air One, like, I'm sorry, a fucking apple at Air One is not going to be any different than an apple at like Trader Joe's. Like, I mean, I'm, like maybe, maybe they get them from like different sources or whatever, but like an apple's an apple, and an organic apple's an organic apple. Like, just go to Ralph's and get an organic apple, and it's the same fucking thing. We walked into Erewhon together. Yeah. And I went for the very first time, and there was a chocolate bar, a two-inch by two-inch chocolate square for a dollar. And I just went, I, got, I don't belong here. Yeah. The second I walked in, everyone turned to me, and they're like, get out. The, the aisles were body-checking me. Like, the aisles? The aisles? are a crime literally a crime they are fat phobic <laughs> they are literally <laughs> they, the aisles are like i'm bella hadid my um, name you can't is bella fit. hadid so you know how in normal aisles you would be able to fit like two shopping carts so that you can have one person going either direction throughout the aisle no maybe no. someone can stop and you can go around them yeah no i don't think there are any carts if there are carts at erewhon it's for like there the people are. that really want to like show off that they're going to spend like $3,000 getting groceries. Everyone, it doesn't. And literally, we walked, we looked at each other, we walked around and went, do you want to go get Taco Bell? And then we did. And we probably spent less money on two Taco Bell orders than it would have been to get one jar of like super garlic to shove up my ass. Oh, definitely. A can of beans, I'm sorry, a can of beans was literally like $4.99. I can go to Trader Joe's and get a can of beans for 80 cents. Like... We were just, we walked in and sort of pointing and laughing and then we left. And I think that's about, it was like, it was like going to the zoo. And except yeah. the animals are just very rich people. We would be like, look at this, look at this, look 
It's so weird. A chickpea. Yeah, and they have two um So they have like a little, they have like a, a it's kind of like Whole Foods. They have like a hot bar, um, but they also have like a little cafe area. And then um, a, a lot of people might know that they have smoothies, like they sell smoothies there. They're like $18 smoothies. Um, and I, w- I will say recently, I was listening to a podcast episode of, um, uh, was it Seamoss Girlies? <laughs> um, and they, they were talking about like, basically the affordability of like wellness and and nutrition and such and like kind of how you can um be mindful of your health while also like not spending a shit ton of money um and they i will say they did bring up kind of an interesting point with like everyone hating on the 18 dollars smoothies where like people will make fun of you spending 18 dollars on a smoothie but then spend 20 dollars on like a rum and coke and like not think twice about it and i'm like Points were made. Points were made. Interesting. But I think that not, I guess not the interesting thing about the smoothies, but the thing about the smoothies is like a lot of them, they have like these superfood ingredients in them or whatever. And it's like a lot of those ingredients aren't actually going to be beneficial toward to, to you unless you are like using it consistent, consistently. Mm. Like you eating, I, I don't know, getting like an antioxidant smoothie like one time isn't really going to do anything unless you're like implementing it throughout your diet regularly. So I, I don't know. It's just a whole ridiculous. Yeah, Erwan is a scam. Yeah, <laughs> I um, love it that I live in a state where people go. Whole Foods isn't expensive enough. No. I need a level above Whole Foods, and that's no. where Erwan comes in. When Whole Foods has become too accessible, that people need to create a new grocery store chain to further separate themselves from the pores. And that's wellness. That's yeah, and that's wellness. <laughs> um, so anyway, circling back, yeah. um, something about wellness culture in general is it's kind of like diet culture rebranded. Mm-hmm. I mean, it essentially is. Honestly, a lot of it is like a rebranded eating disorder. Um, but because wellness is such like a vague term, it's kind of all encompassing. So it like relates to um, your mental health, your physical health, your spirituality. It also bleeds into like aesthetics and your morals and personal appearance. And it's like, it is so many aspects that like traditional diet culture doesn't that I think it can like bleed into your personhood so much more Mm -hmm. so it's like you get these people who are like obsessed with wellness and it's not just that they are like like oh you know I'm just trying to be healthier like I'm trying to be more mindful of what I'm eating and making sure I'm eating like whole foods and you know blah 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 it's like oh well I'm taking care of my spirituality and I'm meditating for 30 minutes every day and I'm going to Pilates classes and I'm um, doing my skincare routine with my $70 moisturizer 15 steps yeah and and it's just like so much more that it's it's, Patrick Bateman at that it's just so much at that point it's so much effort and upkeep and what's insidious to me about it is that it's rebranded in such a way where it's like constant betterment Mm -hmm. where like that part of you that wants to be better you know like the you know january 1st comes around you're like i want to be better this year it taps into that feeling of like wanting to improve and it's idea of like constant ceaseless never-ending improvement but on superficial stuff Mm -hmm. like and that's where kind of like yoga comes in but it's just constantly like be better how can i be better how can i be even more healthy how can i be more well how can i be like Mm -hmm. the next step and to me it's just so 
exhausting. I look at the hyper wellness girlies and I'm just like, one of these days you are going to snap. Yeah. Like, I see it in your eyes. You can't just drink alkaline water and just like flush your eyeballs with it to prevent pollution forever. Like something's got to give. Like, do you have a personhood outside of constantly improving and striving and cutting toxic people out of your life that dare say like, hey girl, don't you want to go get a beer with us? Mm -hmm. And you just go like, I'd rather have um, my grapefruit juice and like swish it around between my teeth and then spit it out. Because that for me Uh promotes my own internalized um, safety and health, I think. But no, I'll pass. I'll just meditate and annotate my own diary for 20 minutes and go to bed at 7.30 with a 10 face masks on. Yeah. Thanks. Well, and it's like, I, with everything else, like, obviously we're not saying you shouldn't be concerned about, like, your personal health and well-being, mm-hmm. but they're every, it's like everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. If you are so obsessed with your wellness that it is bleeding into every single aspect of your life and that, like, you aren't able to let go or you aren't able to, like, enjoy a cookie without being like, oh, where was the oil in this cookie sourced from? Like, they only had sunflower oil. Yeah. In like, my dorm. Oh, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe they put canola oil on my omelet. Like, like it's just so ridiculous like you, you you don't need to be that focused on the the details and obviously there are certain things like especially with like chocolate and like everyone knows the nestle company is like shit um but there are certain things where it's like okay i do think it's beneficial for people to consider like the ethics of how this is being sourced and you know i don't think that's the issue but the issue is when people are using it as a way to put themselves on a pedestal and separate themselves from other people and look down on other people who either don't have the resources, don't have the time, or simply just like don't care as much. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it truly is a way for people to separate themselves from others mm-hmm. and to make themselves like feel better than. And like yeah. that's when it's like not okay. And it's like, okay, honestly. I'll admit that most of my own barriers for like the hyper wellness industry is laziness. Like, could I right now do some sit-ups in the middle of my living room right now, every day? Yeah, I, I totally could. Could I go for walks in the mornings? I could. Could I start journaling? I could. So I'll admit that that part is laziness. But my job, I'm so stressed out. I barely have time to get ready for bed. Uh, I don't necessarily have it in my wallet to get like sea moss instead of groceries. I try to get fruits and vegetables, but they're not all going to be organic. And, you know, there's just certain roadblocks that I just can't have right now. And it's just this weird, another status of hyper wealth. And it is just like, it's a flex, but it's like such a smug, pretentious flex where like, if you're going to get a Lamborghini and say that I'm poor, I at least know where you're coming from. But if you're going to like do Pilates twice a day and then oil your hair with like organic rosemary oil and then be like, and I'm bettering myself and I just want the best for you. That's worse. And that's meaner Mm -hmm. to me. And that's another level of like dunking. And that I take that more personal than someone that's just like, you're poor. And I'm like, yeah. Well, and of course it all circles back to capitalism. Capitalism. We say, (laughs) I just know that if anyone watches these videos, they're going to be like, Interesting that you say you hate capitalism and yet you're drinking Starbucks. Curious. I'm very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> well, all circles back to capitalism and not just in the way that like 
obviously like the diet industry and wellness industry is an incredibly profitable industry Mm -hmm. but it also like circles back to productivity and like you are not being a productive enough like cog in the machine because have you seen those tiktok videos that it's like my five to nine before my nine to five those make me want to take a fat nap yeah and it's like people are showing their routine before work and how incredibly productive they are and how they go to the spin class and then they make this organic smoothie and then they meal prep for the morning and then they get their kids out the door they wash their sheets every night yeah i'm like oh and it's like, I do my 15-step skincare routine and all of this. And it's like, oh, well, you're not concerned about your wellness because you're not being productive enough. And if you're not being productive enough, then you're not going to succeed in your career. And if you don't succeed in your career, then you're not going to be able to afford this lifestyle. And it all circles back to just like pushing productivity and a capitalist mindset on, on us again. And it's like, obviously, all of these things that are taught or that are being said to promote wellness are so fucking expensive like we were talking about earlier the um even if you exercise every day like certain exercises are more attributed to wellness than others like weightlifting isn't really a wellness exercise but like yoga pilates and spin classes are where it's like okay if i'm into lifting weights and i'm doing that daily like i'm still promoting my own personal wellness but i can get like a 15 dollars a month um you know like planet fitness membership but if you take pilates well you're probably spending like at least at the minimum a hundred dollars and that's if you take like two classes a month but if you're supposed to take like three classes a week you are spending upwards of like three to five hundred dollars on your exercise routine or if you're um even if you don't take spin classes you own a peloton at home and you do your pelotoning in the morning and like that's a like a thousand dollar bike like not everyone can afford that Mm -hmm. and and there's just like all of these different barriers of entry to reach this ultimate goal of wellness that is so undefined that it's never achievable. Amen. It's the it's the goop. It's it's the it Gwyneth Paltrow principle of it all, where yeah. it's like, it's where hyper wellness meets pseudoscience meets give me all of your money, um, where it's like because it's so not quantifiable, you can justify whatever price you want to put on it. I saw um, you know like the goop. Um, vibrational wave stickers where it's like we have packed in expert vibrational waves on like a higher level and if you put these stickers on whatever that will bring you inner and it's like well that sounds like a bunch of bullshit but I can't prove that you're wrong Mm -hmm. and if you're just making shit up in the sake of wellness yeah sure I'll pay 50 bucks for a pack of stickers to put on my forehead to increase my vibrations huh yeah it's it's pulling things out of the air it's using buzzwords and then turning that into a very highly profitable market like you were saying like even like in a concept of like a juicer like the juice cleanse where it's like you you juice carrots you get the most nutrients instead of eating carrots because yeah. that's eating when literally calorie. all which juice cleanses are so insane to me mm-hmm. because literally all you're doing is taking the fiber out of the vegetables so then you're just gonna be like liquid shitting everywhere because yeah. there's no fiber in a juice I'm sure that's way better. What's better for my gut health? Um, eating fruits and vegetables and sometimes a piece of bread or shitting my bed um, twice a day yeah. for the sake of cleaning out my gut. Which one is going to promote wellness? Explosive diarrhea <laughs> or eating a cracker <laughs> with a piece of cheese? I read um, I read an interesting article that has a, a, a quote that I want to highlight because I think it... Um, 
will be an interesting segue. So um, it's by Jen Gunter. Um, <laughs> and it's called Worshipping the False Idols of Wellness, Charcoal Ooh. Toxins, and Other Forms of Nonsense that Are the Backbone of the Wellness Industrial Complex. That is such a good title for yes. anything. I'm hooked. And so it kind of talks about like the risk of the wellness industry and how like the wellness like the or the idea of wellness is supposed to like promote your health and promote like internal healing or whatever but it can actually be so much more harmful because this is the quote the placebo effect or trying something natural can lead people with serious illness to postpone effective medical care Every doctor I know has more than one story about a patient who died because they chose to try alkalized in their blood or gambled on intravenous vitamins instead of getting cancer care. And that idea of like holistic medicine is of course like has to do with wellness culture and the wellness industry. And that so many people, I think again, jumping back to capitalism, I think because so many people realize, especially in America, that like our healthcare system is a profitable system. Mm-hmm. That they're like, oh, well, the doctors, why would the doctors help me? Because they profit off of me being sick. And if I'm sick, then they're getting paid more. And I think people neglect to realize that, like, although this isn't true for all doctors, and there are a lot of shit doctors out there, I've experienced my own, there are also a lot of people who are very passionate about it and genuinely, like, want to help people. Like, I don't think every single doctor is so insidious that they are truly, Mm -hmm. like, wanting you to die from cancer. Instead, like, no one wants a patient to die. Like, that is heartbreaking. That is the most heartbreaking thing. Yeah, my mom is a labor and delivery nurse, mm-hmm. so she deals with women giving birth. Holy shit. Like, um, she has been so much, like, shit and accusations get thrown at her. Her, a couple favorites is basically she, someone accused her of, like, you know, wanting my, wanting her baby to die. And my mom was like, a dead baby is, like, number one worst outcome of any labor and delivery nurse. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. There's a conspiracy going around right now that the only reason that medical professionals and whatever give birth on their backs is because like men wanted to look mm-hmm. at a woman's vagina stretching and the actual most natural way to give birth is by standing, but that's not a hot way to give birth. And we were like, wow, I never knew that. I can't believe all my doctors and nurses lied to me. And my mom is just sitting there and she's like, what? What? She's like, there's a... It's instinct to go on your back. Mm-hmm. It's human instinct to like go on your back and, and sp- like. It is just this weird thing where, pe- and I get that it's a vulnerable situation because giving birth is a very stressful, sometimes traumatic experience, and you know you're going to be on edge. Horm- hormones are literally a flame, mm-hmm. so you're not always going to be in the right state of mind. My mom has had to like, like, fight with people because they're just so convinced that my mom and all the medical professionals are just out to get them mm-hmm. specifically, and. Yeah, I, I, I think like the goopification of the goopification. That's a good title. Of um, I just like health in in general, um, is really detrimental because it. I I think that quote is so true that mm-hmm. so many people will seek like acupuncture, Reiki, or um, just like. Oh no! I'm gonna take like magnesium every day instead of taking my antipsychotics, and like that's gonna help me more. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying I'm like I mean I don't know I'm a little granola myself. Like my mom practiced Reiki, and like I'm not a- against those methods, but I I don't think that like that should be your only source of of healing. I get that like we should have distrust a little bit in the pharmaceutical industry. It's huge. It mm-hmm. has billions of dollars. 
However, there's the idea that like, oh, I can't listen to my doctors and my nurses. They're trying to sell me something. So I'm going to listen to other people still trying to sell me something. Mm -hmm. No one is going to offer you acupuncture for free. No one's going to offer you these wellness medicines and vitamins for free. How is that any different than taking advantage of you and your belief systems and wanting to get your money than your average doctor? Mm -hmm. Um, My sister has chronic pain and she will ask for Tylenol and some members of my family like scoff and like, roll their eyes and they're like you are addicted to tylenol you're addicted to pain and literally my grandmother will just like rub essential oils like on our wrists and foreheads and she's like there you go you don't need all of that medicine you're too knee-jerk to medicine my mom and my sister is like i am in so much pain and then we have to go and get her meds from like cvs or something but i'm just like there's that knee-jerk of like ugh there goes the chronic pain sister crying again i remember so my um my I'm just gonna bring up my my mother in every single episode I think but my mother is schizophrenic um and growing up she was like very now it's very apparent to me that like she had an eating disorder and like obviously other like I mean clear like mental health issues I think she might have had some mental health issues I think I think if I were I were to put forth a theory yeah I think she I think she might have had some really serious mental health issues let me say laughing but she was but she was like deep into wellness culture in like the early 2000s of like like again again she did like reiki she was a massage therapist and 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 she was always like we always had like whole wheat organic bread like we could never have like hyper processed foods like it was honestly as a child a miserable existence um but she was one of those people i remember one time i was like having a sleepover for my birthday party and i was in middle school i think i was in like sixth or seventh grade and one of my friends was on her period and she was having like really really bad cramps so she asked me she was like oh do you have any like advil or anything we didn't have any in the house like we we did not have any medication in the house because my mom was like oh that's poison like that's poison for your body so my mom was literally like have her eat a banana the potassium helps with the cramps and it's like part of that might be true but if your cramps are so bad like a fucking banana is not gonna help if i was writhing on the ground in pain yeah. and someone said, I felt Here, so bad. Have a banana. I think I would. I I I I might go sicko mode. I might do something yeah. that would merit me going to and jail. And that friend, that friend never came back to my fucking house because my mom literally like made her be in pain. And she was like, "Oh, well, I can do Reiki on her if she wants." And I'm like, "Mom, this like 11 year old does not want you to do your energy healing for her like unbearable pain." So I have a very personal relationship with this. Um, but anyway, I, I have another quote. Okay. <laughs> I have another exciting quote um, from another really great um, article. I don't know if anyone has noticed, but basically all of my articles are from, fr- firm, firm. are from the New York Times. Um, and that's because I pay monthly for like a New York Times subscription. <laughs> and is. I don't want to have to pay for other news sources. So that's yeah. why most of my articles are from the New York Times. Um, but so this is an article from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And um, it's by Jessica Knoll. It's called Smash the Wellness Industry. Why are so many smart women falling for its harmful pseudoscientific claims? These titles go off. I, they, yeah, they really do. Um, so the quote, I called this poisonous relationship between a body I was indoctrinated to hate and food I had been taught to fear, wellness. This is before I could recognize wellness culture for what it was, a dangerous con that seduces smart women with pseudoscientific claims of increasing energy, reducing inflammation, lowering the risk of cancer, and healing skin, gut, and fertility problems. But at its core, wellness is about weight loss. 
It demonizes calorically dense and delicious foods, preserving a vicious fallacy. Thin is healthy and healthy is thin. I like literally goosebumps. So good. So good. Um, But it not only does everything circle back to capitalism, um, it also circles back to fat phobia. How shocking. Yeah, I was going to say, like, also the part of the weird, like, way to navigate this whole, like, wellness thing is health is already such, like, a battlefield to walk through as a woman because, like, our health is always used as justification to be shitty to us. Like, if you want to call me fat, just be like, I'm just really worried about your health. Mm -hmm. If you, like, have some cystic acne or you see, like, pimples, or they're just like, I just want you to be healthier. Have you you tried cutting out dairy? Have you tried this? This worked really well for me. And And, and I'm just worried about your health. If your vagina doesn't smell like a Bath and Body Works candle, I'm worried about, you know, your lower health. And it's like, you're not worried about my white blood cell count. You're not worried about my blood pressure. You're worried because you're saying that I'm fat and I have zits. Just be upfront. Don't use health as a justification. Mm -hmm. And you're right about like in general, health always goes back to, you know, thin (laughs) <laughs> typically thin white women like yeah. it, it's it, it's just such a again it's like the aesthetic of mm-hmm. wellness culture is thin white like yoga moms and it's also i think another reason that wellness industry for me is so insidious is because like it is a very common problem when you have like plus size people or people of color that are not listened to by doctors and there's this like no we don't care about that stuff we can give you the answers and it can feel very freeing to be like well my doctor has been saying for years that i just need to lose weight and then i'm being over dramatic and then you have these like high, like this in- industry being like no you're not insane it's because like you're inflamed and you just mm-hmm. need to have these all natural supplements and then you'll get better it can feel relieving to have like a whole industry of people that seems like they want the best for you that aren't just going to fat shame you forever Mm -hmm. and then so you're taking advantage of people's lack of being listened to by medical professionals and you're just selling them pseudoscience to take their money yeah it's way more of like a you're just taking advantage of of disenfranchised people again yes and i think especially like tiktok obviously is a huge promoter of Mm -hmm. like the wellness industry and i i i've seen so many videos that are like sharing basically putting in people's minds that they're that they have like these internal bodily issues happening and like that's why they're feeling fatigued and that's why they have acne and that's why they're bloated and like all of all of these things and they're like oh i have a super quick fix for that like oh are you feeling fatigued are you i I think that your hormones are out of balance and you have hormonal issues or you have um like your your gut is inflamed or like your microbiome is like is unbalanced and like all of these issues that people would never really think of and then you watch a tiktok video about it and you're like oh my god that's so me but then these people never actually go to a doctor and get blood testing and get like hormone testing and never actually see if like that is truly the cause of their problems. So then you get these videos of like oh my god this is why like your gut is inflamed this is why blah 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 um and I found a really interesting, I was, I was looking for an example and there are so many examples of like um, diet fixes or like meals to balance your hormones or yeah. like, you know, all of these things. There's yeah. so many examples on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I found a specific example um, and it's the raw carrot salad. Have you, have you heard of this? <sighs> Not yet. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> you're about to learn. So I actually hadn't heard of this before, but there are like hundreds of TikTok videos um, talking about them. And, and most of them have like a tons and tons of views. There's like articles about it. I Googled it. Um, cause I was trying to figure out if it like was actually a real thing or not. Um, so basically the raw carrot salad, it's like a diet trend perpetuated by TikTok. Um, and the idea is that if you have, um, high estrogen levels, then, um, the raw carrots detox excess estrogen and balance your hormone levels. Um, so the salad is hyper specific, of course, um, you have to get like raw carrots and then you like ribbon them, um, and you mix it with apple cider vinegar. Who's shocked? Who's shocked? Refined coconut oil and mineral sea salt, which are just like all ingredients. I mean, other than like the carrots, obviously all ingredients that are like have been used over and over again to have like all of these magical health benefits that just like really are completely unsubstantiated. Yeah. Um, also that sounds like it would taste like shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally, I thought this was so funny. Um, I was looking at one of the TikToks. Um, that's where I like got the recipe from and I was looking in the comments and someone was like, can I just eat two carrots? And the person was like, yep. <laughs> so it's like, what's the, like just eat carrots just eat a fucking carrot i just like pull a full bugs bunny just like it like yeah. carry a carrot around like it's a fucking cigar so i so i googled i did i i did i did a little bit of research Ooh. um about like the idea of detoxing excess estrogen because i'm like i don't know that those are a lot of like i like flag words that i'm a little like okay what does mm -hmm. that like actually mean mm -hmm. um and so ba basically is the raw carrot salad like good or bad for you uh, it's fine. I mean, you're eating carrots. It like, it's not bad, bad it for you. It can't be bad for you. Yeah, like, it's, it's just... not bad for you. And there's, like, some evidence that carrots actually can help lower your estrogen, but it's only beneficial in very specific circumstances because, like, if your hormones are out of whack, it could be, you know, obviously for, like, multiple reasons, but the only way that, like, carrots would help is if that your estrogen levels are high and not that your, like, progesterone is low. Cause like if your progesterone is low and that would be making like your um, estrogen levels comparatively higher. Mm. So if that's the issue, the carrots aren't really going to do anything. But if the issue is actually that you have like higher estrogen levels, then it like can kind of do something, but it's kind of funny because <laughs> according, according to Melissa Groves, um, Azaro, who's a registered dietitian nutritionist who specializes in hormone balance, fertility and PCOS. Um, she said, Carrots aren't even the best vegetable for lowering estrogen. It's about 10th on the list. So there's like a bunch of other vegetables that it, like, if that's really what you're concerned about, like why care? Like, it's just, it, it's just such nonsense that, that it, it's just, it's, it's so, so ridiculous. But anyway, um, so when I Google detox excess estrogen, um, the entire first page on Google, well, first of all, of course, there's a little like Google shopping banner yeah. where, um, the first thing that comes up are a bunch of expensive supplements and tinctures and um, just things that are being sold to you. Um, all of which are like $30 and up. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Like none of them are like cheap. Okay. So then mm -hmm. once, once you get past like all the supplements and you know, shit that they're trying to sell you and you actually scroll down to like the articles. Um, it's just a bunch of like wellness and holistic medicine blogs. Um, and I did find one on, I, I didn't go past like the first Google page because 
most people aren't when they're, you know, doing research on things. I did my own research, quote unquote. And the research is like the first three links on Google and then you put it in like a, you screenshot. Yeah, literally. Um, I did find one. So there was one article from a like medical practice website, um, which at first, you know, you, you look at and you're like, okay, this seems like kind of legitimate. Um, and then I was like, wait, why does the, the name of the doctor, because it's like, um, doctor, I think it was like Dr. Taz or something. I'm like, why does the name of the doctor seem so familiar? And the reason why it seems so familiar is because I had just scrolled past a blog that was called, it was like Dr. Taz, like holistic, I don't know, it was something. So this doctor, I'm not... I'm not gonna say doctor in quotes because I'm sure they actually have their doctorate. But it's like just because you have your doctorate doesn't mean that like you. I have my doctorate in English literature. Yeah, like <laughs> like, it, like it doesn't. I don't know. It 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 doesn't necessarily like mean that much. Anyway, um, so yeah. So basically, uh, once you look further into the like medical practice website, you quickly realize that it's like a holistic medical practice, um, and so it's like Dr. Bronner. Kind of, yeah. Oh, so you're like, according to Dr. Bronner's skin yes. health, and I'm like, so you're like, oh, cool, Dr. Bronner, what is that? And then you look and it's like a, the brand of a soap. Yes. Yeah. That's so, this, so fucking funny. So this like blog doctor. Um, <laughs> I told the blog doctor I was in love with you. So this blog doctor, they have like their own separate blog or whatever, where they're like releasing these articles about like detoxifying your estrogen and like stuff like that. So then when you go to the actual like medical practice and you look at the services that they provide, they provide like spa services and acupuncture and like things like that. Like you're not actually going for like a medical consultation. Um, so yeah, basically this whole raw carrot salad thing and like the detoxing your excess estrogen is shocker, like kind of a scam. Um, and it's just another way for people again to like, it's just pseudoscience. It's all pseudoscience. And it's like, oh, if I eat this like very specific carrot salad, then I'm going to be detoxifying my estrogen and like my hormones will be in balance and my life will be fixed. And None it's... of those words are in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> veggie tales like after veggie-tales. a certain point you like you get in such an echo chamber you just throw yeah. words around especially like detoxifying like that's such a nice word and then you actually take it apart you're like what does that mean mm-hmm. like what to it's just how? critical thinking how it's how would you detox thinking. a human body and not to mention <laughs> not to mention um if you are suffering from an eating disorder and you are not getting the nutrients and you're not getting the calories that you need your brain literally like shrinks. Like your your cognitive ability is not what it is when you are like fully nourished. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I this is me totally speculating, but like a lot of these wellness people are undernourished because they are like not taking in the like caloric necessity. <gasps> is that why gym bros like like the Andrew Tates of the world lack empathy? It's because their brain literally cannot process it or contain it because they're so busy like only having like a strict eating disorder of boiled chicken once a day that they physically cannot extend their brain power to basic empathetic principles. That could be part of it. I do think part of it is like them just being men. Two things can be true, right? But yeah, so when I finally, I already talked about this a little bit, but like when I finally came across an art, like an actual scientific article that was like talking about like detoxifying your estrogen or whatever, I had to use different keywords. I had to be like, is this like, 
detoxifying estrogen like real question mark basically and when i actually came across a reliable article yeah they basically said they're like you know this carrot salad like it's not gonna hurt anything but it's also like it's not it's not necessarily going to help you mm-hmm. um so I think this is all rounding out to like the best thing that you can do for yourself is to eat like a balanced nourished diet. And while that is easier said than done, because again, the whole like accessibility and affordability of having a balanced nourished diet can be tricky. um, That's the best thing that you can do. And it's like this random carrot salad that you're eating with your lunch every single day isn't going to be the miracle cure for like why you're feeling depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you really think that you have a hormone imbalance, go to a doctor and get actual medical advice instead of self-diagnosing from like a random TikTok and blindly following the habits of like thin white women that you aspire to be. Yeah, the already the TikTokification of the medical prep, like the medical world, could take up like five different episodes. Just even like diagnosing like mental illnesses, diagnosing things like autism or trauma responses, just convincing the the population at large that they have some sort of anything. But the TikTokification of wellness is is very real. And again, like most of TikTok is videos that can romanticize different aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And then one of the biggest aesthetic that has to do with wellness is like, like I think the, like the most backhanded compliment that I think you could give someone is that you look so clean. No, the most backhanded compliment is when you walk to a fat person and say, you look like you give good hugs. The second <laughs> is that you look so clean because it's just, again, like I keep saying the word insidious to me, but so clean is very like, it's that effortless, but not really effortless look. So. And again, that has to do with with class. So what's more attainable and affordable? Doing like a very thorough 15 step skincare routine and only like inhaling the best of the best, like water, skincare, supplements, whatever, or a $7 concealer to cover up the acne that you have. Concealer in like visible Kate, like no visible makeup, that's not considered clean. What's considered clean is that like Hailey Bieber glass like Mm -hmm. complexion with very monochromatic, um elegant looking clothes and it's just this weird thing where it's like clean what a weird thing to say it's like an expansion of like the glossier like girly yes it's never almost never applied to non-white women and it's never applied to like like flat stomach is clean mm-hmm. like having like like the the thin frame and like exposed collarbones and like your hair pulled back you're like you look so clean and it's like what a, what do you mean by that and like to me like the clean girl aesthetic is like the absence of like human spice like my mm-hmm. favorite parts about like people is i hate saying this because it makes me sound like such like a fuck boy it's like the imperfections are the but like but like crooked teeth and like those little like strings of hair that stick to your forehead when you get really sweaty and like kind of the frizz up that happens and like like chewed up nails like i'm like oh you're a human being well it's like the features that differentiate you from like i don't know there's like the whole idea of like instagram face Mm -hmm. where everyone is getting like plastic surgery to essentially like look the same clean girl is i guess a way to describe it because it's sterile yeah there is oh my god yeah it's so colorless and yeah, it's all about neutrals. It's all and about, yeah. Mostly, if like, if you're not white, you're wearing white. Um, your hair is very, like, 
not a hair is out of place like everything is very neat and organized and orderly and it's sterile is the best way that i can yeah. describe it and that has circled back to like being healthy and being clean and it's just like weird 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 what a weird thing to just say to someone well, and it's also like the clean girl like with the clean girl aesthetic you're using like quote-unquote clean products mm -hmm. and now like sephora they have like their clean section of like their store and their website mm -hmm. um i think a lot of like makeup and skincare brands are really like pushing they're like oh we're like this is a, a like certified clean product or whatever and it's like what what does that mean? It's, again, it literally means nothing. It's capitalism taking the wellness words and being like, you walk past it, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I do want yeah. clean, all natural, it's like organic and there makeup. Are leaves, and it's like this minimalistic font, and like it, it's visually appealing, and you're like, oh, it's like natural, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, to be fair, I've done no research on this, so like maybe there is some type of like clean certification that you can get. But as far as I know, like, I don't think you have to go through any like process of approval to be like certified clean. Like I think it's just another way of branding. Mm -hmm. It yeah, it, it's mm -hmm. I don't know. The whole clean thing is 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 so weird and it's also so shameful. Yeah. Because it's like okay, if you're not like under this clean girl aesthetic then you're dirty. If you if you don't have the eucalyptus that you got at the farmer's market pinned mm -hmm. up to your very clean and polished shower yeah. that you take three baths a day and one shower in and then that shower you have like a 15 step like shower routine and you like it's just most of the clean girl aesthetic to me I just look at it and I'm just again it's the same thing with wellness where I'm like aren't you tired don't you ever just want to go ape shit like just one day where you want to sleep in mm-hmm <laughs> yeah it, it, it it's just I don't know. It, it's it's truly strange. <laughs> um, real quickly, this is kind. Of, this is like kind of random, but I don't know if there will be a more natural place to put it. Mm -hmm. But just like so, so briefly, I, I guess this kind of has to do with like skincare and and, and products and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But there are so many products that people kind of like blindly use and blindly follow because of their um, estimated benefits when there are truly no like comprehensive studies that have been done on like if it actually has benefits over long term and i think a, a, a specific ingredient or product or whatever that i want to talk about is collagen don't even get me started <laughs> i i don't know i i find the whole because again it, it, it totally goes back to men aren't being pressured to take collagen supplements they're not pressured to be using this hydrolonic acid collagen serum on on their face or whatever like it, it's it's another way to take money from like vulnerable women who are fearing visually aging mm -hmm. which is, is like yes we are totally conditioned to do that and that's no individual person's fault for like not wanting to visually age mm -hmm. um but the whole collagen thing is just so ridiculous to me because there's really no research done on like the benefits of collagen specifically topical collagen anything that has collagen like in a cream or a serum or anything that you're like putting on topically doesn't work like it literally doesn't work um another article that i read um by gabrielle uh you uloa you you uloa you i'll say uloa uloa 
Um, are there benefits to collagen supplements? Maybe, but get ready for a long-term relationship. Um, as for topical creams, Dr. Brow explained that because collagen is produced in the deeper level of the skin called the dermis, which is lower than the epidermis, it's very hard for topical collagen to actually make it there. So not to mention collagen is very expensive. It's a very expensive ingredient. Um, so you're literally like, they're putting it in these creams and there's no benefits. There's no benefits to putting it into a cream. There is like a little research on on ingesting collagen and whether that um, I think it has benefits with um, like bone density and like maybe your like skin elasticity yeah. but again it's something that like okay you can't put it in a smoothie once and it's gonna have magical effects like it's something they have to be using over long term and a lot of those collagen supplements and like powders and stuff again are very very expensive um, and also the article said which I I actually didn't know this and I thought was very interesting um, that any products marketed as plant-based collagen don't contain any collagen and like they say that they support collagen production but the science simply is not there to back it up so anything that says like plant-based collagen again is just another way for companies to put this like branding and terminology on a product that makes you think that it has all of these benefits that it doesn't have. I just made a connection. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. I, my brain is swelling because <laughs> there is the wellness industry has a very weird relationship with race because like you were saying about collagen, there is this weird exotification and like weird, like envy of the Asian women, specifically Chinese women, I like the first time I ever heard about collagen, it's like, do you ever wonder why Asian women age so gracefully? It's because of these broths and soups that they drink, where it's like, what do Asian women have in their skin that we white women can use? It's a lot of wellness is taking away from a lot of Eastern medicine, uh, like acupuncture, um, like herbs, mm -hmm. teas, cleanses, chakra alignings taken from a lot of like Indian culture, mm -hmm. yoga. It's like this weird exotification of Eastern healing and Eastern medicine. And yet there is this fear of Eastern diet or like any sort of diet that isn't white. So growing up there, I, there is a specific knee jerk. And again, like, you know, you're always having to unlearn racism, but there is this weird connection with a lot of like white families who want to be healthy is like ethnic food is considered unhealthy. MSG is like the end of all health and creation. Um, anything that is seasoned properly, like healthy food is boiled unseasoned food. Um, maybe some mayonnaise for a little kick, but um, like different cultures, food and like the seasonings and flavors that they eat, they're like, oh, that's so bad. The sodium, the heartburn, mm. the cholesterol. And yet there is this exotification of healing practices of their medicine. And it's this weird amalgam of when I think, I think of wellness, I think of white culture because they've taken the part of different cultures that they find intriguing and fascinating and they've warped it into a very sterilized um, version of it where they've like gentrified it and they've make they've taken yoga and they like no but it's not like it's eastern healing but not like the weird stuff not like the unhealthy stuff but the good stuff like the collagen intake mm -hmm. and the acupuncture but not the weird gross food that they and yeah it is this weird like very sterilized very unauthentic space to exist in mm -hmm. Yeah. No, oh my God. Big brain, big, big brain thoughts. Um, I, I was also going to say um, you brought up like the bone broth and stuff. Mm -hmm. Another thing that the article mentioned was that like 
like collagen supplements are so expensive and you can get collagen from like natural resources in your food. And one of those is bone broth. Bone, bone broth is a really great way to like ingest naturally occurring collagen. Um, so I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of all there is to, to say about that. Um, do you want to go and talk about the pipeline or? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. So the, and I'm, God, I'm just so Jimmy Neutron brain blast right now about the weird relationship with race because there is a very direct pipeline from wellness granola to just alt-right QAnon. And I noticed this, and then you sent me a podcast that basically confirmed all of this. Yeah. Maintenance phase. I will say maintenance phase if you're not a maintenance phase listener. It's one of my favorite um, podcasts. Um, but they have a really great episode. I'm pretty sure it's literally called like the wellness to QAnon pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really great guest. I can't remember his name, but he's like very, very well-versed on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so great listen. I just sat there and was just validated the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, God, I just picked up on this with my eyes. God, I'm so <laughs> smart. No, so the before I moved to LA, I thought that they were very separate worlds. Not so. In fact, they are so, so, so very close with each other. And the pipeline is a very slippery slope. So, so what I've picked up on and what apparently is backed up by other scholars on the fact is that it usually starts with environmentalism, um, you know, learning about the planet, pollution, recycling, zero waste, that kind of thing. Um, some people will take like a pit stop by veganism. Not always. That that part is optional, but most of this comes from this idea of like general good things like planet is dying, sustainability is important, fast fashion is bad, pollution is bad, all things we agree on. But there's a little switch flip and it's like it's because it's government and big business and big pharma's fault. And once you kind of and that's the kicker. That's the little switch that's like it's not only that our plan is dying, resist authority. That resist authority is going to be the link. That's going to be like the little switch that you flip to. And not to say that you just should just take everything that the government and big pharma and big business give you without a second thought because otherwise you're like evil. That's not what I'm saying. But that little flip in the back of your brain that's like, I want to be healthy, the planet is dying, and I don't trust people with degrees, this is the slippery slope that will lead directly to the QAnon pipeline. Um, And like once we've established that connection between governments and corporations and deceitful practices, this is when we jump into anti-vaxxer. And that's the perfect like pits. Like there's a three-step process. It's wellness, anti-vax, QAnon. Anti-vax and wellness go hand in hand because again, there is that rejection of medicine, of doctors, of, you know, actual pharmaceutical drugs in favor of more natural, holistic healing. And you don't want Tylenol. You just want this um, oil rubbed across your forehead and in between your gums and whatever, instead of actually getting um, painkillers for your shedding uterine lining. Um, uh, healthy alternatives to over-the-counter medicine, all natural cleaners, all natural foods, essential oils instead of cancerous penicillin. And then with that, there's we get into the idea of like all medicine has an agenda. Why don't we heal our bodies with sea moss jelly and krill face masks instead of the suspicious polio vaccine? <laughs> Which one is more centered on the idea of wellness? This vial of insulin with ingredients I can't even pronounce or salt lamps mm-hmm. and crystals that I can shove up my ass. Which one makes more sense to me? I can't even pronounce all the ingredients in the in a vial of polio vaccine, but I can I, pronounce crystals. I can pronounce rose quartz. I hate <laughs> the argument when people are like, if you can't pronounce the ingredients, then it's overly processed and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, 
Half of the ingredients is what, what's like the scientific um, salt, like sodium, um, sodium chloride, sort of sodium chloride. Speaking <laughs> like of Jimmy Neutron, like, people are like, "There's sodium chloride in the water," and it's like, <laughs> "Get out! It's get out! It's table salt. Like you're fine. You're literally fine." Um, yeah, and then like once you get into that anti-vax level of that level of crunchy granola, it's like we just want to live off the land. Um, then it's usually just the easiest leap to just full-fledged conspiracy theories, like how the vibrations of cell phone towers are giving us brain cancer, all water is polluted by government drones. Um, and really, it just takes like one Alex Jones rant about water turning the frogs gay and red dye number two causing autism that just puts you right in the middle of alt-right spaces talking about government conspiracies and anti-Semitic bullshit about lizard people. Like, the hyper-health industry, the Gwyneth Paltrow's of the world, they are so rich. Like, we're talking about all this shit is so expensive. that They are so far removed from reality that they horse you back into conservatism. Uh, and when you call them out on it, like, maybe vibrational healing seminars and clay mask eye drops aren't going to cure my depression. And I'd rather have that money for rent. They snap back into those conservative talking points of like, well, then work harder. It's not that hard to do any of these things. Anyone can do it. Maybe stop spending money on your $10 Starbucks latte and you could afford laser pore removal and Argentinian silk pajamas. Get up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Or it's like, it's this weird mirrored version of hyper-conservatism talk points. When you're that rich, when you have that much money to just spend on collagen implants yeah. and oil pull and like just random shit that you saw on the internet like you're so rich you might as well give it a try you know maybe there is no direct line between carrots and estrogen levels and maybe overly estrogen levels are bad why not you're bored when you have that much mm-hmm. money you're bored why not give it a chance on maybe seeing if carrot salad can cure infertility and reduce inflammation and all the other typical you know knee-jerk stuffs so that's that <laughs> and that's again like a big weird class divide where you know that scene in knives out it's my knives out is one of my favorite movies because they this family they make a big point to say like this man is a trump supporter and this woman is like a very hippy dippy left-leaning one and this one's very like you know screw the government i don't need any of y'all and this one's a nazi and but for some reason, when their money is threatened, suddenly they all come together. And when you know it, they're weirdly all on the same side. Uh-huh. I don't know why I thought that was relevant just now. Moving on. <laughs> well, and it's like most of the people who do get um, funneled into like QAnon ideologies and, and, and things like that, obviously like aren't aware of it. Like it's not mm-hmm. like they're going into it and they're like, I'm joining QAnon. Like it is done in a in a way that seep it, it, it like seeps into your critical thinking like mm-hmm. I like I don't even know how to explain like it, it, it becomes something where you're like oh my god like Wayfair is trafficking children and like I care about children and like this is horrible and nothing's being done about it and so you're so you come from it from a perspective of like well everyone loves children and something bad is being done about children blah 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 but then it's like the deeper you get into the conspiracy theory it most of the time links back to anti-semitism it link yeah it's just like it, it it's done in a way that can that can be confusing yeah, where you don't fully understand what you believe in. There is this weird, I like not weird, but there you you hear the 
like vile vitriolic horseshit that QAnon will be spilling and it'll be like these are very hateful people that you would just assume that to get to that point you must also go into it as like you're right I also hate people so I will join QAnon but this pipeline is overly caring to the point of desensitization where like you go into that crunchy granola lifestyle because you want the best for your family and your kids you want the no chemicals cleaner so they don't have like lead poisoning when they're 50 and vote for Republican. Like, you want the best for your kids. You don't want them to have overly dyed fruit snacks and you want them to be able to, you know, like drink water from a ho Like you want that crunchy granola lifestyle out of a sense of caring. You want to help the planet. And so that is a way of overly leading into um, the caring, the more like the bleeding heart way mm -hmm. to QAnon. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I've uncovered these lives and for the good of humanity, I distrust government and big pharma and big business and any government leader that tells me what to do through the caring of other people. And once you get to that point, it's so hard to see that you have joined arm in arm with people who joined to hate when you joined out of love, basically. Yeah. And you don't realize how far you've gotten because the pipeline that got you there is was was laid in good intentions. What's that quote that like the path to hell is lined in good intentions? Yeah. Yeah. The, the hard thing about conspiracy theories is that there's always going to be a little bit of truth in it. That's what makes it stick. Like, um, we probably don't know that it's really good for us to always have cell phone towers. So part of your brain makes sense. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That might be why there are more increasing in cancer numbers, whatever. And it's like, do we not know that there have been terrible environmental practices that are probably going to trickle down into our food you're like no that makes sense that mm -hmm. makes sense and once you feel like you know the veil has been lifted on reality um you just think you're so smart it's hard to like really be aware of the sources of the people that are telling you this information that it is good to distrust the government and that's approved by me distrust the government but when it, it actively impacts the people around you that you distrust advice from people who aren't Gwyneth Paltrow, that you distrust advice from people who aren't feeding into your TikTok bubble, that's when I feel like you need to be aware of where you're getting your information and lead it down the logical conclusion of, wait, is this anti-Semitic actually? Is believing that the world is run by a few powerful people, um, is that ringing any alarm bells in your mm -hmm. brain? Come back come back yeah. a little bit yeah um i guess to round this all out um this is kind of i don't know i i to end things on a slightly happier note um, for the sake of wellness yeah so it's like i mean i i do think we all should be somewhat concerned about our our overall health and well-being um obviously not in an obsessive way and not in a like commodified way um so what can we you know what are things that we can do that will like actually increase our wellness that don't cost money or that we can that can be shifts as a society that we make one of those one of those things that i think would be huge is implementing a four-day work week there have been so many studies on how beneficial that is on how many um on how like the same amount of work can be done um and and you know regulating that like work-life balance and work-life separation obviously that's not something that can be done on like an individualistic level it has to be done mm -hmm. on a broader you know societal and honestly governmental level um 
but like that would be a way that like we could all be better we could all be healthier if we if we didn't have to fucking work as much um you know a, a lot of people i think are seeking like convenient cures to just ailments of the human experience like mm anxiety acne fatigue bloating like uh, so many of these things honestly are just like kind of unavoidable parts like it of life it just comes with being a human like sometimes you're gonna be tired sometimes you're not gonna get as much sleep as you usually yeah. do but it's like taking like an activated charcoal supplement isn't going to fix that like what's gonna fix that is getting eight hours of sleep drinking water daily you know daily movement like things like that that can actually benefit your well-being and your mental and physical and, and, and emotional help um health and i i think obviously it's easy easier said than done totally right. easier said than done you know another issue with like the wellness industry is that it's completely inaccessible to people who have jobs who have kids who have all of these things like if you're if you don't have a nanny if you don't have the money to go to pilates if you don't have the money for organic food like if you don't have the time to fucking exercise that's not going to be a priority for you if you are too concerned about having heating in your home you're not gonna give a fuck about like going on my morning walk like you know every, every it's like the hierarchy of needs like mm -hmm. sometimes things are more important than how thin you are or then you know how like like there there are there are certain things that unfortunately are unavoidable in life and like that sucks and it needs to be changed and obviously is something that like like everyone should have access to these things everyone should have access and the ability to have daily movement to eat healthy things to have clean drinking water everyone should have access to those but I, I, I think by like shaming people who don't, that's obviously not helping anything. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I think overall, um, I, the, the point of what seems to be all of our podcast episodes is um, make sure you are thinking critically. Make sure you are considering the nuance of topics and of... I, I like ideas that are being presented to you, you know, don't just like watch a TikTok and be like, oh my God, that's so true. Like maybe like, you, I, I, I mean, I get plenty of information from like, I'm a TikTok girly. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. Like I do get a lot of information. I'm indoctrinated. Yeah. But it's like, okay, if you see a video from TikTok, you know, make sure that like you maybe do a little deeper research on it and see if that's actually something that would be beneficial for you. Um, and especially if it has something to do with your health. Again, not everyone has healthcare. Not everyone has access to just like go and see the doctor. Um, so sometimes you do have to like self-medicate out of necessity, but like just being cautious of that. And, and I think if you really genuinely think that like your hormones are, you know, out of balance or you have like these other ailments that won't be fixed by what like you that that need like an an outside fix you know go see a doctor like see if that's mm -hmm. actually something that needs to be fixed or if it's just like oh i'm a little bloated because i ate fries last night you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for me what helped me is just real like i walked around a wellness fair once i was invited to it and just seeing all of these booths and i was like kind of getting swept up in it because you know i'm a very i'm a sheep I'm, I'm a little sheepy bye and then i realized that like it's just you're just selling me an idea like i got to play pretend 
like I would go to the grocery, like to the farmer's market with my like reusable bags and my like glass mason jars and go to like a plastic free spice store and then I would have eucalyptus hanging in my shower and then I would just have this hyper clean house with white like and then I'm like so this is just an idea a concept that I can retreat into it's just a, it's just it's just an aesthetic and once I kind of like picked up on that I was like and would I even really want my life to be like this sure I would probably I want to be healthier I want to have more stamina but like what's helped me is realizing that like picking up on when I'm being sold something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if you're going to go in full, you know, anti-conspiracy mode of, like, anti-big business, and be like, they're trying to... That itself is selling you something. I feel like the the easiest way to free yourself from the shackles of big business is, like, have those little titters that pick up when you're like, I'm being sold something. Mm -hmm. You are selling me an idea. You're selling me a concept that's something that can only be achieved if I buy X, Y, and Z. That's a scheme. Yeah. You're scheming on me. On me? With no wallet? Why not anyone else? And that is, that's helped me the most is is that. And you know what? Really rounding it back to the very beginning before we even brought up the topic, what's helped me is just like changing my environment. That's going to be way harder for most people. But like I feel like I've surrounded myself with really good people. And that has helped me in my journey and my mental whatever and my view of myself tenfold is just surrounding myself with good people putting myself in a situation where I feel comfy and secure of myself yeah I I think I love the sentiment of like surround yourself with people who like you admire Mm -hmm. because I I think obviously like when you're in school and people talk about like peer pressure and whatnot like it can be thought of as something that's kind of silly but like it really is something that's really accurate I think a lot of people like you pick up the habits of your peers and if you are surrounding yourself with people who are um you know like constantly drinking constantly like not really caring about their well-being constantly like making bad decisions like you are then going to be more likely to do those same things Mm -hmm. and um obviously like you know don't go and cut off all your friends or whatever but point and left podcast recommends that you isolate (laughs) yourself move to guam change your name tell no one but i also think something that's really important is like diversifying the people who you are friends with and who you talk to and who you have conversations with like um it's so important to have discussions with people who come from different backgrounds than you because often they'll bring a completely different perspective and obviously like listening with with open ears and and really processing what people are saying and not getting defensive so many people i think so many people limit themselves from personal growth because they don't want to be wrong and mm-hmm. it's like, it's okay to admit that you're wrong. It's okay to be like, oh my God, I was taught this way growing up. And like, now that I have expanded my horizons and I'm like talking to people with different experiences, I can reflect and I can realize that that is not like the one way to do things. That is not the one way to like perceive things. And I think that's really, really important. Anyway, um, yeah, let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> this is, we, we were like, oh, maybe we, this will be a funny one. No, we've each gotten on our separate soapboxes and then gotten off. We're like, no, your turn. And then you sit on your soapbox and you got off and you're like, no, after you. I just think it's like such an interesting topic. And like, especially someone who like 
obviously I grew up with a parent who was like very like indoctrinated into the whole idea of wellness culture before it was like this huge trend. Um, so many granola family members of mine. Yeah. So many of them and are going to feel called out by this episode. Also someone who like suffered from orthorexia when I was in high school. Like I was very much of the mindset of like, oh no, I'm being healthy. Oh no, I'm being clean. I'm eating clean. I'm like restricting my calories. I'm not eating that cookie because that cookie has corn syrup in it and that corn syrup is going to give me cancer and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I think having come from those experiences, like uh, this makes this a very interesting and like a personal topic. And it makes me really frustrated when I see people who are like so deep in it and, 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 and you're just like, you just want to shake them. Cause you're just like, no, like, just like, wake up sheep. <laughs> wake up. You're like, seek other resources. Like seek help. Seek help. Um, but like, you, you know, just, just think critically about things. Like, critical I'm thinking skills. You. Game I'm one. I'm literally begging you. Um, yeah. I'm I, on my knees. <laughs> Please, baby girl. I think, I think that's going to be the end, yeah. the end of this episode. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoyed. I think this was a good one. I think, yeah. you know, got some stuff off my chest. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then actually fun fact, there's a bonus part of this episode where we'll just like vibrationally scream into the microphone. That is going to be a 309 upcharge, but yeah. that will cure some stuff. Um, that will actually help you get rid of <laughs> the guy you're in love with. That will help you. It's going to um, make you in instantly rich. Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. It's going to, we're going to send aloe yoga PR packages your way. Um, yep. And make sure that you have all of your crystals nearby. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And your gut, so healthy. What yeah. part of your gut? Um, uh, the gut part. The, 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 the gut part. Yes. Did you say three and a nine? I meant 55.99. And you'll know this because I am a doctor. Yeah, yeah. And that's just for the experience. If you actually want it to work, that's another $1,000. So, yeah. Yeah. And you can check that out on our Patreon. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> the Patreon we don't yet have. <laughs> Um, that was all a joke, if you can't tell. Um, if you weren't using your critical thinking skills. Game one, um, please. <laughs> that was all a joke. Anyway. Point and laugh, point and laugh. Anyway, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys were thoroughly entertained and, oh, I don't know, that le learned something maybe. I hope you learned something from this. <laughs> yeah, um, I hope that we can be your peers that you admire. Um, <laughs> and that you surround yourself with. <laughs> You're like, take everyone's word and at face value, except ours. No, because we, because we're right. We're smart because we're, we're right. Correct. And I will not admit anything else. No. Okay. Anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and we love you. And <laughs> I love you a lot. And goodbye. Bye. Bye.